0: Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. That is Kurt Zauder. We are co-hosts. He goes, what's your title? I go, co-host. I'm not a host because I have a co. And the co is you. How you doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Uh, good. How good? you doing, brother? I'm
0: doing well. We yeah? Are, uh, we are a show, if you're just stumbling upon us, and you're probably think, wow, these people are kind of weird. Uh, it's true. We are. But we are a show for guys. Uh, for men, by men, like we talk to the guys, and we're, that's for our primary audience, but we know lots of ladies listening, and that's great. But we're, we're talking to dudes, and we would talk about things from guys' perspective, and male topics, and, and uh, all kinds of other things, and uh, we enjoy doing it, and listening to it, and we we thank you for listening. And today's topic is uh, a very manly topic, in the fact that uh, part of the reason why we begun this show, this is one of the, I guess, would say, one of the pillars of why we started to do a show for men and why we thought it was really important to do it and why we thought it was necessary. And I'm going to read a quote from kind of like the man Bible, which almost every guy should read wild at heart, right? I mean, that's like you read the Bible and then the next book you should have in your (laughs) nightstand is this book. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But I think it really makes you start thinking about this particular topic we're talking about today. And here's a quote from Eldritch. She says, every boy in his journey to become a man, takes an arrow in the center of his heart, in the place of his strength. Because the wound is rarely discussed and even more rarely healed, every man carries a wound. And the wound is nearly always given by his father. Mm -hmm. And so today we're talking about that father-son relationship. And if you're a father listening or you're a son listening or you're both, you know what I'm talking about. That is, there's something special and also something difficult about the father-son relationship. We're going to hear a story today that that was that. It was difficult, but we also see that God can take any relationship, and He's in the business of reconciling relationships. You know,
1: Chad, I I was asked a, a while back if you had to if you had to use one word that would describe what God is up to around the world. I'm going, well, what would that word be? And uh, the the person said, redemption, redeeming. He's constantly redeeming. And so, um, Chris Ball, welcome to the show, man. We're going to hear your story. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's <laughs> good to be here with you guys. You know, Chris, uh, we're... Um, How'd you meet? You got to tell that story. <laughs> oh, okay, so we're <laughs> the first time I ever have a conversation with Chris Ball, you know, as, as only guys, you know, we're, we're in the restroom, we're at the urinal, and dude, you are... You are your head is against the thing and your eyes are close and I can uh, this dude is in unbelievable pain and he <laughs> yes. finally opens his eyes and I go dude like are you okay and you go,
2: no, uh, uh, no, <laughs>
1: no, I'm not.
2: <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> you, you had a kidney stone. I did, I did, and you were checking on me. I appreciate. It. I think you even gave me a pat on the back, which is a little wow. weird, but it's okay. How many
0: code man codes did you <laughs> write? <laughs> I violated every oh man my code. Gosh. You talked a, to him. You touched him. You don't ever do that. I, I know, like but that. he was like, oh. I thought he was dying. Oof.
2: That's. I appreciate it. Though. What a way to meet. <laughs> I
1: so it. I'm like, going, dude. I didn't even know that's your name. I, yeah, it's how we first met. I go, what's your name? You you know. I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to go to the hospital or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm better now. You, I, I, I'm so glad. You are. So, anyway, hey, Chad, anyway, uh, I see Chris, and then, you know, fast forward how many years later, and Chris, uh, he tells me a little bit of this story about his family, his upbringing. And I'm like, going, dude, again, I say, dude, you've yeah. got to share this story with our listeners because I think it's so, it's so. Powerful and it 's so needed because I think there's so many guys out in the world who, as Chad you alluded to from eldridge uh, we've got wounds and yeah. we've got pain and we've got mm-hmm. sorrow so uh, so chris you're growing up and uh, you're a little little boy, but you don't know your dad right
2: right I had um, i had a kind of a unique uh, upbringing i had uh for the first part of my life I had uh, grown up in a in a, I, I'd say cult-like environment. I don't want to give it a, a specific name, but it was a cult-like environment, uh, where, um, my, uh, my mom and my dad were both taught that uh, God was really mad. <laughs> God was really mad at them. And they were working hard to please the person who was running this, this cult-like environment. And, uh, my dad, mom and dad, they had issues, uh, from the start that they, they weren't able to work through. And, um, well, being in a cult environment is going to mess you up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's added pressures. I mean, clearly added pressures on top of that. And so as a result, shortly after I showed up, I was child too. Um, I have a brother, and he's a year older than I am. And I, I had showed up as about, I think, a year after that, that uh, through, through the cult-like experience, whatever, my dad was forced to exit out of that group. And my mom was still with the group, and so we were still with my mom in that environment. And my dad had he had disappeared. And uh, then after he was, you're how old at this time? I was about two. Two years old. old. You
1: didn't even really remember your dad. No,
2: I didn't know him. I didn't know him at that point.
1: Mm -mm. And so, and so, then what happens?
2: Uh, During that time, uh, we traveled. We traveled a lot with this premise, this idea in the cult that my dad was trying to kidnap us so there were two ideas that god was very angry and part two was uh my dad my my mom's ex-husband was trying to find us and take us away so it was very uh it was fear was a very powerful motivator in that group oh yeah um and the the you know on the other side of that my my dad never even knew where we were. He didn't know what was going on. He didn't know where we were. He would try to get information. It wasn't available. Um, and so we were just, uh, we were running from an invisible, angry person, you know. And that's, so growing up, growing up, that was my idea of what a father was. <laughs> Yeah, that'll mess you mess you
1: up a little bit, right? That yeah, will mess you up. <laughs> yeah. So, so you you have this experience of you're afraid of your dad. You're mm-hmm. you're basically you guys are running from your dad, and then on top of all that, God is angry, right? And he's not he's not a loving, gracious,
2: compassionate no. God. He's an angry God. Yeah. yeah, that'll mess you up. Yeah, yeah. There was an idea that if we ever left the group, and my mom even even the time she exited outside of this group, she left. With the idea that we were all going to hell, she left the group believing that, but she had to get out and uh there were there were some good things that happened that caused it it's uh, caused the exit and uh, my mom my mom loves the Lord, she understands him as a a good father now, but during that time even even as she was walking out the door and we were going home, that was the belief
1: so um so during your whole growing up
2: years you don't know your dad not at all no
1: and then but 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 he is trying to find you
2: yeah yeah he was he was trying to locate us he was trying to he wanted to make sure we were okay um but there was no um there was no connection there was no uh he, he i think he was in conversation with my grandpa a little bit my grandpa being my mom's father yeah and and uh, knowing that we were we were we were okay, but there was no, um, there was no connection at all. What, I didn't even know what he looked like at what, that point.
1: <laughs> and so, and so um, what's going on in your mind as a nine-year-old boy? You have no dad.
2: Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know it was an issue, right? I mean, I didn't know. We were packing up and moving. You didn't know what you didn't know. No, I didn't know what I didn't know. I mean, it was, there were things. We were just trying to survive, survive day by day. Um, it was it was a scary time. If, if I if I thought of a if I if I thought of what I was processing, I was processing. Okay, where are my Star Wars action figures? <laughs> well, I get to take them with me. Like those were big deals. Well, I well I get to take them with me. Well, we have a place to sleep. Like those were things that I was that I was processing as a kid. So the dad thing wasn't on the.
1: So, so but but but. It- at some point in time, you had a connection
2: with your dad. Right. How old were you? I was. I was nine years old. You were mm-hmm. nine
1: years old, and yeah. you saw your dad for the first yes. time yes. Si- mm-hmm. from
2: since you were a little baby. Right. What happened? Okay. So we had we had escaped that environment. We came home, and my my grandpa had a conversation with my mom, and he said, uh, "Their dad won't want to see them," and that was kind of a scary idea to my mom. Uh, but she agreed, and they uh my dad came in the door we we had es- escaped this environment we didn't have any counseling we didn 't know what was going on and this big mustache man walks in the door and he says he 's our father <laughs> and that 's the first time I meet my dad and uh it you're was sc- uh, you were scared I was scared, yeah, I was scared. my brother was scared, and uh next thing we know we 're going to get pancakes with my dad. And we're staying the weekend with him, and <laughs> <laughs> you, oh my. You,
1: you haven't known your dad all these years. No. You meet him. He comes to the door. He's got this huge mustache, <laughs> big dude, and he's coming into your house. And he goes, "I'm your dad," and yeah. you're like, "Oh my goodness!" And you go eat pancakes with him. And you're gonna go to his house. Right. You got to be scared.
2: Oh, terrified! It was it was terrifying. The great thing is, uh, my dad my dad had remarried, and uh, she is wonderful, absolutely wonderful, and uh, we walked in, and there was a banner, you know, welcome home, and there were, uh, there were, if I can remember this right, there was like a uh, jello pudding parfaits, <laughs> you know, it was so, it was so warm, but even then, it
1: had to be so confusing. Right,
2: it was, and that's a great word for it, it was confusing, because there, my
0: dad was a threat my whole life. Wow. All right, so we're going to take a break and regroup because this, this story, I'm thinking of my 9- and 11-year-old sons. If they had 11 and nine, if they had never met me, <laughs> they lived their whole life and they've never met me, and then all of a sudden I walk in the door, what would they be thinking? We're going to come back in a minute and hear more about Chris's story and how that relationship continued to improve or maybe even regress in some areas, but how it came back full circle. So we're going to take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Satter, we're talking to Chris Ball today, and we're talking about his journey of uh, his relationship with his father, and it got off to a crazy start, and uh, when we last left him, he just met his father for the first time at about age nine, uh, eating pancakes with him, and that's just kind of like, how how do you make that transition? Well, uh, our local... Uh, lender, uh, if you want to talk about financial transitions, that was a bad one, by the way. <laughs> I've had better. That was a bad one. <laughs> but we're uh, grateful L- for Elevan, L- Credit N- <laughs> Union. They are a really good institution, and uh, they have been around for decades. They have been around for everything you need: mortgages, checking. If you want to do mobile banking, Elevan Credit Union, they help do us do all of those things. And uh, I've had better segues. That was not a good one. And then Vision First, I care they help you see really well. (laughs) Because the other day, I my contacts would bother me, I was like, oh, I need some new ones, and there's a big package of contacts that I got from Vision First, and they take care of you. I was somewhere the other day, and I pulled in a restaurant out in Shelbyville, and next door to it, there's gonna be a Vision First eye care opening up. So if you are hearing my voice, there is a Vision Vision First around you, and they take care of you as a person, not just your eyes. So, okay, so Chris, you, you, you meet your dad,
1: you're nine years old. You're scared stiff, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And, but he's, I mean, now you're on to a, uh, you know, the rest of your life in a, in a great, incredible, magnificent relationship with your dad. Yes. Right? Uh, it doesn't work
2: that way. <laughs> 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 I wish it. Did. Well, you know what? I'm happy with the way it's worked out. Uh, I think uh, there there was uh, there were some complications for sure. I mean, my dad, my dad hit the poor guy. I mean, he gets these weirdo kids who grew up in a cult and. You know, we're showing up, and and you know, from he doesn't, he probably didn't know this at the time, but you know, we're thinking we may end up in the back of a trunk, <laughs> you know. Yeah. We don't know um, based on what we've been told our entire lives up to that point, and uh, and and he does his best to work through that. Um, but but uh, you don't.
1: But you said in the break, you you really didn't connect with him.
2: No, there was no connection. There wasn't a connection. There was. He was a stranger. He was a stranger. And there was, you know, stranger danger there. But along with that, there were some, you know, it was a strange trying to connect with with us and then having dialogues with my mom and trying to make arrangements. I think Jay and I, my mom had walked through so much that, that Jay and I had way too much power in our times with our dad. Like we felt uncomfortable with probably perfectly normal things, Um and
1: but but in, in one sense, rightly so. Right. Right. I mean, you're from you're, our perspective. You're just right. ki- you're just kids mm-hmm. and you've never seen your dad before. And right. all of a sudden, uh, you know, so, you know, you don't you, you don't know, but you've you've got a father wound,
2: mm-hmm. but you don't even know it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so um, because of the turbulence of that, I think in my dad's mind, he's thinking um, this is a lot to overcome. And these kids have a family you know, and we do, we do. We, ha- we have a family. My mom had remarried. I had a stepfather and, um, we were this unit that we would leave and go on the weekends on occasion to visit my dad. There was no connection. My dad's doing the best he can. And then there's just this space where there's no connection, like no conversation, no phone calls. And it just kind of dissipates over a period of time. Um, Kurt, i f- like some point in middle school, I felt that wound again and mm. I wanted to connect with my dad. Now, I, I remember talking to my mom about it and, and she's like, go ahead, you can call your dad. And so, but, but I'm telling you, and I don't know if I ever told my dad this, but I was afraid he was going to be mad that I hadn't called for so many years up to that point. So I, I called and he was happy to hear from me and we connected again. And I, I think this is probably the last time until I became an adult that we, we, we connected. And I went, I was by myself, and I was there for, I, I don't remember how long I was there. I was there for, no, I wasn't. My brother was there. I'm sorry, my brother was there too. So was, both of you were together. We were together on that. And, and this but, is junior high. Yes, this was junior high. And then you don't see him until you're
1: yeah. 20s. Right, no, until my 30s. Until my 30s, <laughs> until
2: my 30s. So, yes. yeah.
1: So you're nine years old, you see your dad yeah. a little bit here and there, mm-hmm. then you see him in junior high, mm-hmm. and then you don't see him for another, right. oh my goodness, de- decade plus. Yeah,
2: there's just a lot of turbulence in between there of us being able to connect.
1: And, and um, you know, Chris, you, you mentioned in the break t- to Chad and me that, that you were stirred in your heart to write him a letter. Yeah, yeah.
2: How, how old were you? Well, when I I was I was I had stepped into I felt a call to youth ministry. I was a youth pastor at that point. I was in my mid twenties. What what stirred all of this? And I'll, I'll just tell you, it was it was a moment with my wife. We weren't married at the time. It was a, we were dating. This was so awkward. We went to see a movie called My Life with Michael Keaton. I don't know if you ever saw this movie. Uh, he's, he's no, I haven't, but yes, Chad has. Yes. <laughs> Good movie. Good movie. And in the movie he's he has terminal cancer, she's pregnant, and he's making these little micro teaching videos for his son on VHS and about what men do, how to change a car battery, how to do this, how to do that. And he teaches them one moment, he teaches his son how to shave on a balloon and I
1: Put put uh, shaving, shaving cream
2: <laughs> on the balloon, yeah. and he's he's and 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 you're watching this yes, movie. I'm watching this. My girlfriend, my who's not my fiance yet. My girlfriend <laughs> is sitting next to me, and I lose it, like lose it emotionally, and we get out of the movie. Okay, hold, like, when you say lose it, I'm crying. I'm you, weeping. You're just weeping. I'm weeping. Yeah, we're talking right. ugly crying. Ugly we're not cry. talking about walk by this the tear away. You're somebody like took evening. my ice cream. Okay, yeah, okay, cry, okay, <laughs> and. Uh, she's she's like oh my gosh
1: this guy going is going, <laughs> he,
2: he is just freaked out yeah. I think yeah. uh, I need to run yeah and we get out of the movie and we're talking and I'm like nobody ever taught me how to shave like nobody taught me that I figured that out like that was a thing I just had to learn by myself and I that's when it clicked with me that there was this hole this massive hole in my heart and Kurt even then I didn't know what to do with it it was just I think it was it was kind of god's way of awakening me to a reconnect right um didn't know what to do with it and i was um i was just kind of trying to figure it out so 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 then what so then i become a youth pastor i'm in a network of youth ministers and uh this older youth pastor walks up to me and he says chris i hear a lot of good things about you but um i'm not impressed (laughs) (laughs) Nice to
0: meet
1: you. you. Yeah, yeah, nice like, to meet you, right? Uh, uh, nice yeah. to meet you. I'm not impressed. Uh-huh. Really, what, what, what was he saying? I, I'm just he, guessing, but he was saying, I, I see you have a serious right. wound. Mm-hmm. You have a hole yeah. in your heart. You have had no real dad. Yeah. And he, wasn't, he wasn't
2: saying, he. W- I think he was seeing that, but he was seeing like, Chris, there's an act. I see the act, oh. and I want to know you. I want to know you, and I want to speak into that. And I was like, man, this is a good dude. Like... He became a mentor to me, and uh, Dennis Siddall, great, great man. And uh, we we connected, and as we're connecting, he says to me, Chris, um, I went to school with your dad. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I think I went to high school with your dad. Pulls out a yearbook, shows his picture, same class. He was in class with my dad. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we continue to build this relationship. I'm like, interesting connection, right? Uh, And then he says to me, Chris, uh, I remember my father passed away. I stood over his grave and said all the things I wished I'd said and I don't want that to be I don't want that to happen to you. And I'm like, Oh
1: he, he was he he was telling you that when his dad died, he's standing over his father's grave and he's talking to him and he says, Chris verbalizing. I, I want I don't want that for you. I right. want you to be able to have a conversation right. face to face with your dad. That's what yeah. he was saying? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: So then what, what do you do with that?
2: Oh, I go and I sit in my office, and for weeks and weeks and weeks I felt like God was saying, you need to write a letter. You need to write this letter. And I um, I did. I, I wrote it, and I, I wasn't happy about it, and I just kept rewriting drafts. And then I got to the seventh draft where <laughs> I felt like I was telling them the truth about how I perceived what I saw, what I felt, and how I, was, I, I forgave and let it go. And that was, that was the letter that I sent
1: and so after the seventh you know the seventh letter you finally
2: seal it and give it to a friend because i didn't even want to put it in the mail you didn't even want to put it in the mail you wrote you spent all this time writing but you didn't even want to put it in the mail take it do whatever you want with it mail it or don't just do something with it and they dropped it in the mail for me and And then and then so then what and then I, i i got a letter back from my dad and it wasn't what I was hoping for. It was, a, it was probably a month or two I got a letter back, and it, was, uh, it felt like it was a defensive, defensive position, and I was so, so hurt, I, um, and I was mad, I was mad. I was angry at God, I was angry at Dad. I
1: mean, you, you opened your heart, and you're expecting this, you yeah. know. Um, you know, son, I'm. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um. I, I. How I wish I would have been there. What yada yada yada. Keep going on. You didn't hear what you really wanted to hear. I didn't
2: hear what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Right. And and for me, that's the last I needed to hear. And I was done. I did what I felt like God had led me to do. Said what I needed to say. I was very disappointed in the results, and I put it in a box and never. Decided I would never open it again.
1: This is your mid 20s, mm-hmm. and then
0: you got a phone call. Yes, yeah. and we're gonna take a break. Okay, and we're gonna come back in here. And just when you think, man, this story's gonna take a turn some point to kind of land, but you know what? That's just not the way God writes stories sometimes, they just take turns and ups and downs. And so, we're gonna come back in here that Chris's father comes back in his life again. And uh, we're going to see here how and why here on the next segment. So stay tuned and thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. Thank you for listening. And uh, we're talking today with Chris Ball. We're talking about the father-son relationship, how important that is. And you want going to talk about importance. How's your septic tank doing? <laughs> because if your septic tank is not working, you have some problems. So... If you have any septic tank issues, you need to call Frank Enterprises. They've been taking care of septic tanks for decades. And if you're not familiar with it or get it pumped or is it a need to be inspected, give them a call. And also, if you have any water drainage issues in your backyard, water is not going where it's supposed to, Frank Enterprises takes care of that as well. So they're very, very good at what they do and they honor God in, in, in all they do. And uh, Bright Star Home Care, I don't know if an industry that is more important now in our world is taking care of seniors or people who want to live independently but are getting to that age physically, emotionally, mentally, they cannot, and you want to help them. You're like, what can I do? Bright Star Care here locally in Louisville is a great place to do that. They take care of all types of services from personal care, transitional care, Alzheimer's and dementia care, you name it. Bryce Star Care is a great organization. We thank both of those folks for being sponsors. So Chris, okay, so you haven't seen your dad all these years. You yeah. write this
1: letter. You get a letter back. You kind of sense it's defensive, and it's not really what you're hoping for. Yeah. So you, okay, I've done my thing, God. I, you know, I honored, I, I obeyed you, and then you get a phone call, but it's yes. not from your dad. No,
2: no, and and this fast forwards ten years. Like that letter's gone. I mean, that response, I, I. I'm still dealing with the, the hurt and anger, even 10 years later with this, right? I, but I had shelled it. And, uh, and we actually make a big move. We moved to Louisville, Kentucky from Michigan, and I'm working at a, at a church. And um, at the church, uh, in the children's ministry, I get a call from a, a man who's saying he's my grandfather that I've met once in my life. I didn't even know who he was when he said his name. And they, they said, hey, you got a call from this guy? And I said, um, I don't know him. <laughs> and they said, well, he's saying he's your grandfather. And I'm like, well, okay, tell him I'll call him back. I didn't take the call, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to take the call. I didn't know what to do. I was frozen. Mm. And uh, he called and called and called. Really? Yes, yes. And then finally, they patched him through directly to me. And I answered the phone, and it's my grandpa. This is
1: your dad's? My dad's dad. dad.
2: And he, uh and he, he's older. He was. Uh, he believed he wasn't gonna be around much longer, and he wanted to make peace. And uh, great, great guy, and had a great conversation. He was so proud of me. So dang it, I didn't want to cry. <laughs> I'm gonna uh. cry. But he was so proud of me, and he told me he he loved me. Uh, he was proud of me. Uh,
1: okay, you, you haven't talked. To, you've never uh, one mm-hmm. time you've talked with him. Yeah. And you're in your 30s. Yeah. And your grandpa says, "I love you, and I'm proud of you." Yeah. Dude, what is going through your mind?
2: It was a big deal. It was a big deal. It was the first time, I rem- and my dad probably said it, but I couldn't hear it because of what was the filter we were seeing him through, right? So uh, when my grandpa said it, it was the first time I'd felt like I heard it from that side, you know? And it, it, it was like a battering ram through the wall that I had built. And he's, we get to the end of the call. It was so good. And he said, Chris, um, your dad pays my bills. And uh, I'm in a nursing home. And uh, he's going to see that I've been calling Louisville, Kentucky frequently. (laughs) And I would like to tell him that I've been speaking to you. And I'd like to make that connection. And I felt like it was a pretty manipulative thing to do. <laughs>
0: hey, when you're at that age, at that you season, can do whatever you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> that's right. right, and that's
2: kind of how I felt about it. And and I told him, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. And so, um, I I think I told him I wasn't ready for a phone call, and that I could email. And so I, uh, my grandpa told my dad, and then my dad emailed me uh, to my address at at the church I was working at. And, I've, uh, there was an openness in this conversation. There was a, um, I hear you are doing well. I would like to connect. And I was like, okay, I can do that. I can take that step. And so I emailed him back and kind of shared what was going on in our lives, shared pictures of my kids. I had two kids at this point. And, um, I had, uh, that started to progress to a point where, where he had said, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, Chris, your sister, plays soccer for Ohio State, and we're going to be in Louisville, and we'd love to meet you guys. And so we... we now, t- this, is your, this is your...
1: Father. Your mm-hmm. dad, he's remarried, mm-hmm. and this is a sister that you've never met. I've
2: never met her. Nope. <laughs> and I have another sibling that I've never met and another sister that I met when she was, uh, she was a baby so so
1: so he he wants to come into town and did you say yes
2: i said yes yep and we met probably not the best choice we met at a mexican restaurant off the river (laughs) over by the bridge by the walking which is the walking bridge now and i don't know it's kind of it was you know when i say it's not the best because there's so much emotion you know there's just there's so much emotion and my dad had brought his uh his wife and had brought my sister, my oldest sister. Now you, do my you remember youngest, th- oldest sister.
1: You remembered his his wife. Yes, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen her in no. fifteen years. No,
2: yeah, it's been a long time, over twenty years, I think, at this point. Yeah, yeah, and I remember walking up over the hill, and they're standing there, and we have our kids, and and we hug, and you, you, when you greeted, you you hugged. Yeah, him. yeah, we hugged. He he hugged me. We hugged. And we went in and we, we had, we had dinner together and it was, it was a little awkward. I mean, it was, uh, he, he gave me a token of, uh, affection. Uh, it was, it was a gold coin that he had saved for me, which was pretty cool. And, <laughs> and the conversation was, um, I think it was tense at one point of, man, uh, we should have done this a long time ago, you know, where were you type of a thing, but it, it didn't land there. It didn't land there. And, uh, but we had a great conversation and we went to my sister's soccer game and I'll tell you the breaking point for me. This was the breaking point on whether this was going to work or not, because my wife and I were having conversations like, how do we introduce this guy to our kids? Cause Cameron's two, Cameron's three, Tyler's one. I mean, not in one, he's still a baby. And we're like, how do we introduce him? Is he grandpa? Because we don't know how this is going to progress. Is are they going to disappear again? Yeah. Is this going to happen? And we, 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 we bet on it that we were going to push through this, you know, that, that God had arranged this for a reason and we were introducing them. I still had my trepidation, but we, after the game, we're all gathered around. My dad needs a knee replacement. He's, you know, he's, he needed some work done on his knees, not great knees. And we're meeting over right after the Louisville game over by the sports complex area, right? And my, my dad's talking to Cameron, and he's like, are you thirsty, buddy? And, and uh, my dad disappears, and I, I look around, and my dad, he walked down to McDonald's to get Cameron some water and brought it back. That's a, that's a little hike, you know? And I was like, that spoke to me. Like, if somebody loves my kids, if somebody loves my kids, you got me you know? Yeah. And it, and he
1: was, he was going out of his
2: way yeah. to show compassion to your kids. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, and he probably, I don't even know if he knows that that was that big a deal to me, but that was, that solidified that we were moving forward with this. So, um, at Le- this point we've, um, So, I'm sorry, you probably have a question.
1: No, I, you know, I'm, because I'm about ready to cry. (laughs) 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 Listeners, I hope you understand and see, um, if you could see Chris's face right now, it's, um, I hope I'm not gonna embarrass you, but it is very, very red, and there's tears (laughs) streaming down your face, and um, it's a beautiful thing. Um, It's the heart of God. Yeah. It's the heart of God to see a dad be restored to his sons, yeah. and um, this is the beginning of that ha- right. of that happening. Right. Um, and so, what what happened next, Chris? Well,
2: I mean, we we started making plans to go visit them at their house and stay with them, and uh, for holidays. I mean, we just adjusted our calendar, and we were received. I mean, received like open arms. Like there was, it was like we didn't miss a beat. We we had to connect and. And learn who they were but all the all the fear was gone and my siblings were such a big part of this I mean they were
1: (laughs) his kids from your stepmom
2: yeah Yeah. they they treated us like we were always there immediately I mean they loved my kids they loved us I'm very close to them I'm very close to my siblings to this day like um I I trust them I listen to them I, I ask them advice you know um, they're they're they 're important they 're 're family full family to me and um it 's we've we 've had moments we 've had these bumps and bruises we 've had tough conversations um it doesn 't happen without work um, there 's been a resounding theme throughout this whole thing where God literally spoke to my heart when I was reading those emails from my dad that my dad did the best he could with what he had. That was the resounding theme and it 's been echoed 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 same thing for my mom um, throughout my life, uh, to this point, but I do remember a growing pain. I'll give you this growing pain. Okay. And it's a very honest conversation. I mean, I had, I had, we came to dad's house. It was during the holidays and, um, we, uh, I was, I was walking around and I had laid down on the couch. I was next to my, my, my brother and, um, my, my half brother. We're just goofing off. And my dad walks by and says, uh, Hey, you need to take your shoes off. I was like, okay. And I don't know what happened. I didn't even think of it. I I think I took my shoes off. I may have not. And then, uh, later on during the day, he says, uh, you must've thought I was kidding about the shoes. And he was pretty serious. And I was next to Andrew and he's like, I don't think he's kidding. And so I took my shoes off. Not a big deal.
1: The first time you didn't take them off.
2: I don't think I did. I don't know why I didn't. I don't think I did. And, um, It was Sunday and we were leaving and we were packing up to go and I had put my shoes back on and loaded the car and came back through the living room and my dad was not happy. And he said something again about it, but he was very, he didn't yell, but he was very firm in how he was saying it, that he was not happy about me having the shoes on. And I said- Walking around the house with shoes
0: on. Right. And this was- We're going to take a break. Because we're gonna unpack that. I want to hear from that point on how how do you handle that growing pain. Right and because there is there are those in these yes. relationships. We're gonna come back and take a break on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and unfortunately final segment. I say that every week, and especially this week. Uh we're talking to Chris Ball, we're talking about his journey of his relationship with his father. And uh we want to thank our sponsors. We want to thank uh, Dan Hart Financial. Let me ask you this question, folks. Is your finances, your retirement, uh, is it going in the direction you want it to go? Uh, is it uh, laying out the, the financial plans that you had? Well, Dan Hart loves to look at your financial plan and say, hey, this is where you've been. This is where you could go based on biblical wise counsel. So Dan Hart Financial. And also, again, we want to thank Ellen and Credit Union uh if uh, if you need any type of lending any type of financial institution you say hey I want to put my money with you and, and you guys work with me Allen and Credit Union so chris you're laying on the couch.
1: Your dad says, "Take the shoes off." You don't take the shoes off, and uh, now you're walking. Eventually, he says it again. You take your shoes off, but then you put them back on because you're getting ready to go. Yeah. And you, he's he's not happy about all this.
2: No, no, he wasn't happy. And this was this was a good. This is five years into our reconciliation at this point, you know, and uh, he said he said it that last time, and man, it it struck a nerve with me, and I said, "Okay, we're out." And I got up and I hugged everybody, and we got in the car and we left. And I know it—it uh, it wasn't right on my part, you know. I had left angry and I was frustrated and irritated. And
1: uh, because uh, you were saying, like, in your mind, you were—you're like going, you know get off my back. <laughs> I mean like seriously? I mean right. is that is that, what yeah. you, is that kind what of just... like
2: I was a kid for a second there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And um and I felt like the re- the response was 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 heavy, right? And uh my my dad reaches out to me a couple of days later and he's it was so he was so gentle about it and he said, "You know, um my my wife and your sister had said that uh I might have been a little heavy-handed, but what I want to talk to you about is what happened. Like, what was going on there? What, what was it that you were feeling? What was it uh, that, that you felt like? Um, I felt like you were a little dismissive of me and what I was saying. And even before he called, it's a neat thing when God speaks to your heart, you know? And uh, it, the, the, the couple of days before he called, I, I felt like God was kind of saying, well, it's his house, he's your dad, you're a kid that's his rules. You know, it's like that basic, that's literally why I felt like. And so I was going to call him, but he called me and, and I said those things to him. I was like, dad, you were right. You're my dad. I'm a kid. It's your house. It's your rules. I shouldn't have had my shoes on. It's really basically what it's all about, you know? And he's like, well, I appreciate that. And, uh, but he wanted to understand the great thing is he wanted to understand me. He wanted to understand where I was coming from and what my heart was and were we okay? You know? And it was, it was such a great moment because I felt like a kid being fathered mm-hmm. in that moment, you know? Even though you're an adult and right. you got kids of your own. Yeah, yeah. And there's something, about, there's something about connecting with your father in these ways, you know? Even in that moment where you're like, when I look at my dad, if I showed you a picture, I'm a spitting image of this guy know, I see my face. I see my face. When my dad talks and he processes information, I think the same way. But I never knew that. I never knew that. I felt like a weirdo, you know? Just this this strange kid growing up that didn't know what my face looked like. I know that's such a strange thing to say, but to connect, to actually connect with a guy who loves the Lord and I know that I love the Lord. Um, it there's a restorative there's a there's a restorative work that is done that God does in doing that where you recognize who you really are, at least that's what it was for me. I'm hoping that's what it is for everybody.
1: Did you did you actually um did your dad say to you the words um, I am sorry, and did you ever say to him, you know I forgive you? Yeah. Did you, you've you've had those? We've had
2: those conversations. Yeah, and it took a while. It took some time. Um, it was a few years into our restoration and I think God had taken me to a place where I didn't need to hear it by the time dad said it I didn't need to hear it because you'd already forgiven him I'd already forgiven him and I knew who he was like I knew who I was working with who I was dealing with who who he was and that relationship meant more than an I'm sorry you know Mm. like the fruit of this relationship is so powerful it's it's so powerful i would i would never give anything up for it you know what i'm saying
1: and now you now you're regularly having conversations with your dad you're talking with him he's out of state but you 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 see him you're
2: you're you're, they're part of the the rotation of family (laughs) is that we go see during the holidays you know and uh we're close we you know sometimes we'll try to get together in cincinnati and catch a ball game and or things like that with my siblings and um, they come down for Tyler's and Cam's stuff all the time, uh, just to see their events, you know. And they were they were there to to see Cam get baptized and just beautiful things. I mean, if I if I talk more, I'm gonna cry. But it's it's like exactly. It's it's funny from the moment I opened that letter, it's what I wanted, right? But it's not when I got it. It's not when I got it. It took, took, took a long time. Oh, it took a lot of time, and it took a lot of work on everybody's part. I mean, this restorative process wasn't just—it's not just me. It's, it's my that, dad. It's my mom. I mean, it's my mom has has like been such an advocate for this relationship at this point in my life. You know, so it's been—it's been all of us working on this together. Hard, hard yeah. work. And my wife Sacrifice. And, yeah. you,
1: you said something in the, before the show that love. It's, yeah is, what? Is, is, right.
2: is and the Bible represents love as a very bloody thing. It's very bloody, and it's not romantic. It takes a lot of work.
1: Talk to our li- listeners. we're just about up in time, Chris, but talk to our listeners right now. you just kind of you got an open mic right yeah, now. Yeah. Talk to dads and mm-hmm. sons yeah right now
2: the The verse that, that has been on my heart has been the one from Malachi that that God's business, this is God's business. This is what he loves to do. He loves to restore. And he wants to restore hearts of fathers to sons and sons to fathers. And, you know, I can point to all these little markers in my life where this was becoming, uh, I was becoming aware, I was uh, stepping into a change, um, or God was doing this work. But I'm telling you, when I had kids, that changed everything it changed everything. That's what made me receptive to my dad's emails and wanting to get together because I knew that there's going to be a day that my kids are going to say, "Dad, you messed up." And I don't want to say, "Oh, well, I'm not the, you know, I want that grace. I need that grace from them when I say I'm sorry." And if I'm going to get that grace, then I need to give that grace. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to receive it, I have to give it freely, very freely. So, if you're a son, it's I just want to say it's not worth holding on to. It's not worth holding on to the pain. You are giving up so much by holding on to the pain, you know? Um, God's heart is to restore. I I believe it firmly. God's heart is to restore. So step into those steps. It's a lot of work, but step into it. And fathers, fathers, reach out. Take, Take the first step. If you're a dad, take the first step into this reconciliation. It is so worth it. You... I think people are afraid of what's next. I think they're afraid of making a mistake. You're going to make mistakes. Just so you know, you're going to say the wrong things. You're going to wear your shoes in the house. (laughs) You know, those things are going to happen. But I believe God wants us to be eye to eye with our faces, you know, with the people we look like and and to, to see ourselves and to reconcile. Chris, how long would you say it took you to really forgive your dad? Man, Kurt, I have never thought of that. I have never thought of that. Um, It has been such a process.
1: Um, I think when Jesus says it's not seven times, but it's 70 times seven, I think he means it's going to take time. It's not just this one thing, I forgive you, you the words I forgive you, and then it's over with. Mm -hmm. I think it's an ongoing process, like you said. Would you say years?
2: I would say years. I would say years. I would say on the other side of that, the more I understand my need for Jesus, it's easier, right? I mean, the more I understand that I say, like, like Chad, Chad had said, you know, my my kids get me in the red faster than anything. I mean, really, my my my, I've been told I've got the patience of Job in traffic. Like, it is not a thing for me. I could care less. But one word, one word and my son <laughs> can get me in the red. And I'm hearing a voice that I never knew was inside of me, right? Mm-hmm. But it is a, um, I'm aware, I'm very deeply aware that I'm desperate for Jesus. I'm deeply aware of that. So how, what what is there to forgive? What is there to forgive? Yeah. Nothing.
1: You, you see all what he has done for you. Yeah. And Chris, our time is up, but it, oh. I love your story. Thank you for sharing um, your heart. Thanks yeah. for sharing your tears. No, oh, thanks man. And thanks, uh, <laughs> would, you, would you just, uh, no, I, just I know. Would you pray for yeah. us yeah. us men yeah. that we Absolutely. would have courage to do what we need to do with our yeah. with our families. Yeah. Would you yeah. pray?
2: Absolutely. Oh father, we do thank you for your goodness. Um I mean just to crack open your story and to see uh what a dad you are. You are a dad who fights for the remnants. Um you chase us down, you pursue us with such passion um may we be the same kind of people may we be those kind of men who um pursue you and let you lead our hearts to do the brave thing and have the tough conversation and to seek redemption and and forgiveness uh lord you were at some point as men most of us we're going to be men or i mean we're going to be dads or fathers or we're sons and the, that dynamic, it is it is so tough. And we need your grace. We need your grace to be quality quality men. We need to be your grace to be uh, to be quality sons and quality fathers. But Lord, Lord, give us uh, the focus. Set aside all distraction to see the kind of father you are, and to step into that kind of manhood. And Father, the same for the sons. May they do the same. And may your story be told, God. Your your verse that tells us that in in Malachi, that your desire is to restore hearts of sons to fathers and fathers to sons, and that you would heal this curse on this land as a result of this. May this this speak to somebody today, and we love you in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Mm, Amen. Thank you, brother. Thanks.
0: You know, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, there is this verse, this moment where Jesus is baptized, he comes up out of the water, and there's a voice from heaven, and it says, this is my son whom I love with him. I am well pleased. And Jesus hadn't done anything yet. Hmm. He hadn't done any ministry. He hadn't really started his ministry. There is something that in the heart of every man, every man in this room (laughs) and every man who's listening, they need to hear from their father. I love you. I am pleased with you. And you are my son. And guys, I would encourage you to tell your sons and daughters Hmm. that and more importantly, you're never going to get that horizontally as much as you will vertically. As we all have said, we have fallible fathers, and our dad's in heaven. Our dad in heaven is the greatest one. So, thank you for listening. Pass this along to somebody who needs to hear it, which is everyone. So, uh, uh, thanks for listening on for Solid Steps Radio.